Hello, and welcome to NANCAST. I'm Jill, your host. Medea and Tiffany are back today to continue NANCAST's special research series and their mission to make research more accessible to fellow neonatal nurses. Remember, all it takes is one question to improve patient outcomes. Joining them today is Dr. Stephanie Abu. She is the manager of neonatal services at the Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt. As a second career nurse, she has over 16 years of healthcare experience as a registered nurse, assistant manager, manager, and business coordinator. She is passionate about mentoring and committed to developing future nurse leaders. I would also like to welcome Dr. Amy Diagata, an assistant professor at the University of Rhode Island in the College of Nursing. Amy is passionate about preterm infants' experience in the NICU, so much so she believes the NICU experience has the potential to be traumatic for some infants. To understand more about the implications from early birth, she has incorporated bench science into her research, such as genetic variation, cortisol levels, and gut microbiome to better understand health outcomes. Ultimately, her goal is to use these findings to support interventions that lead to better long-term outcomes. With the help of Medea, Tiffany, Stephanie, and Amy, we will discuss Nan's recent research summit and how we can engage and support nurses at the bedside to be more involved and confident in research. Let's get right into it. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. So tell us a little bit about what Nan's doing with research now. I am so excited to announce that Medif was back in full action for our 2021 Nan Research uh, summit that was generously sponsored by me, Johnson Nutrition. And we had so much fun. It was a virtual conference, which, you know, is, is a bummer, but, um, but it was still a lot of fun and interactive. And Medea, we have two of our, uh, guests here from the summit. Um, do you want to introduce them? Of course, Tiffany. We have Stephanie Abu and Amy Degada um, to come and join us today about our conversation related to the summit. Um, the summit is always a fun time, more fun when we're in person, of course. Um, but we had a hoot this time around, and um, Stephanie was a big chunk of that herself, um, adding to the laughs. Um, Absolutely. And like you said, Tiffany, we couldn't have done this without Mead Johnson. They seriously are one of our biggest research fans. Um, and I can't even tell them how much we appreciate them. It's Absolutely. Looting from all of my pores. <laughs> so should we start with Stephanie and see what her thoughts are uh, as a first-time attendee to the summit? Awesome. So thank you so much. I really did. I haven't attended in person. Like you said, this was a first time for me. So attending virtually, it was still great. Mead Johnson uh, sponsored me being able to attend, sent a conference in a box, which was great. So I had all the goodies arrived to my house. So that was super fun um, to get, you know, grownups don't get good mail unless you buy it yourself on Amazon. So I was super excited about that. <laughs> um, you can't ever turn that down. And to be supported in this education, in this opportunity, I'm really looking forward to applying again and getting a chance to be in person to gain the additional benefits. It was so interactive and you tried to make it mirror an in-person event as much as possible. And so it really just gives me something to look more forward to for next year. 
That's so great to hear, Stephanie. So great. It's so great. Um, and then we have Amy. Amy, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, yourself and your thoughts about the summit? Sure. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to see all of you. We had such a great time at the NAN Summit. So to see all of your faces again and Stephanie's humor for sure um, is great fun. Um, so this was my second time attending. It was my first time as a mentor. So I attended um, the NAN Research Summit back in, I think it was 2015. And at that time, it was also sponsored by um, Mead Johnson, which, you know, as you said, they've been a longtime partner. So that's really exciting. Um, so yeah, I attended in 2015 as an attendee, someone who submitted work and, and sort of had the experience that Stephanie did. And I had the great honor of being a mentor this time around, which was really exciting um, to have the opportunity to talk with nurses in varying stages of their careers um, about the things that are important to them at the bedside and, you know, other research problems that um, they're dealing with. So that was pretty fun. You know, something I love about the summit is there is a variety of neonatal nurses. So there's nurse practitioners, there's DNP nurse practitioner students, there's PhD nurse scientist students, there's uh, clinical nurse specialists, there's educators, there's managers. There is just a wide variety, but we're all you know, in the neonatal world. And that's what's so fun. It's like you, you hear a project and you're like, oh, we could do that in our unit. Oh, I mean, it's just, it's so exciting. And even though we weren't together in person, I still felt the enthusiasm from a lot of the people and giving their projects and then just being so proud to give their projects. But then, you know, having, there were great question and answers and it just, it's really an, an exciting opportunity, especially if you don't get to go to a lot of conferences and share your work. Um, bedside nurses are doing amazing uh, QI and EVP projects. So that that's the highlight of my of my day. And I just and love I do want to add too. Sorry, but Jill. <laughs> oh no, I just said I do want to add that um, bedside nurses can also attend the uh, summit because I, as a bedside nurse myself, um, did a project on my unit and was able to present at the summit as well. So you know, don't let that discourage you. Um, there's you know great QI EVP projects done um, by bedside nurses too, um, and you know you can really learn a lot and have great mentorship throughout all of the other uh, wonderful people that are presenting their research and also the mentors to help you through too. Actually, yeah. Jill's project, she's not going to tell you, but Jill's <laughs> project was chosen to uh, be a conference highlight at the annual NAN conference. And me, Johnson, sponsored her way to go to the NAN conference and present her project that she presented at the summit and presented at the annual conference. So that was really exciting. It was a, it was an awesome research project. Thank you. So, you know, you can't just, you're not just a bedside nurse. And, you know, that's a, a thing I have to get away from saying, um, you know, because there's so much more. And I, I think NAN really promotes that. Um, and especially the research committee and attending these conferences, it, it really empowers the bedside nurse to see, hey, I can do change on my unit. I, you know, I might not have a doctorate. I might not be in academics, but, you know, I can bring something um, to the bedside to, to make change. 
And it sometimes yeah. takes those bedside nurses to prompt change too. You know, they may develop relationships with the physicians on the unit or the advanced practice nurses and, you know, approach them and ask the questions. Can I work on a project? How does this work? How can we get together and collaborate? I think that is, you know, the epitome of what we're trying to sort of grow within all of the pillars of research for NAN. So it's been a really great, great journey to um, develop this research summit even more. And on that vein, um, Amy, can you tell us a little bit about the mentorship role that you sort of played in the summit? Um, and then we can get into Stephanie's role as the participant. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, one of the things that I loved about being in the mentor role is your responsibility is focused really on the attendee, the mentee, what their needs are, focusing on, you know, where they are in their career. And I love that you brought up, um, Jill, uh, the idea of just being a bedside nurse. I wish we as a whole profession could really get away from that language because no matter, you know, NAN is a very clinically focused um, association. And so no matter where you are in your trajectory, Tiffany mentioned a whole bunch of different career paths that one might be involved in. Um, but for the most part, we all started um, in that clinical role and or may still be connected to. And it's those questions as you're taking care of patients that are so critically important to advance science so that we deliver the best patient care. So everybody has a role in improving care. Um, so, so that's what I really loved about being the mentor is thinking about those that I interacted more intimately with in my group, where they were, what their questions were, what things they were wrestling with, what they're thinking about, what their next steps are. You know, there's a lot of different um, pieces to one and you know where they where they are so just thinking about where somebody is in their career trajectory um, and what their needs are and making sure that as mentors we're focusing our attention on exactly what their needs are and beyond that um, you know thinking about opportunities to continue some of those relationships there might be folks who uh, nurses who are um, thinking about publishing and being a resource for folks as they take some next steps, or maybe they're thinking about a future career projects, you know, just having that opportunity to be part of their network uh, when there's questions that come up. For me, that was one of the best parts of the summit was the opportunity to have the breakout mentor group sessions. I'm sure you did something similar to that, probably on a bigger scale in person, but to have that aspect available, to have those intimate conversations and to really have that one-on-one -on -one coaching opportunity, what does come next? Because this could be an opportunity for somebody to, a clinical nurse, to just ask the why. Why are we doing something? Begin that inquisitive conversation at the bedside. And then with the resources that NAN provides and the mentorship available through, for example, this summit, you get that opportunity to take it a step further, which can be so intimidating. 
I really think that's part of why we say I'm just a nurse. It's because of the intimidation factor. And so I agree if we can lift each other up and grow each other up in the way that you did as a mentor, potentially we can kibosh that as sort of being our catchphrase because that's not who we are. No matter what trajectory we're on for our journey, especially in neonatal nursing, we're all trying to put the baby first and figure out what's the best for the baby, and we have a different part to play in that journey. This gave us an opportunity to be connected with others in a different way, connections I wouldn't have made from across the country without this opportunity. So. Yeah, and one more, one more thing I'll just throw in. You know, while the pandemic did throw a bit of a wrench in things, this wasn't the traditional summit. I think that there were some advantages. Um, you know, there's always ways to look at the, the positives. And one of the positives, I think, from the summit was that the summit as a larger group has uh, so many opportunities to interact with lots of different people. But this was a smaller group. And you really got to know one another in an even smaller group in some of the breakout sessions that Stephanie mentioned, which really allow you to connect and meet people in a way that that maybe, you know, perhaps would have been more challenging in a larger in a larger group. Stephanie, tell us about your project. Well, it's funny you should ask. Because <laughs> part of the reason why I highlighted mentoring is because my project focused on mentoring. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so for me, that was the why. Trying to really look at our turnover rate and what could we do to potentially impact retention in our unit, especially for early career nurses. Looking at the literature and trying to see what best practices we could potentially put in place. And then there isn't really a lot focused on an early career nurse. There's a lot on a transition to practice for a new grad. There's a lot in capturing. Uh, the experience and wisdom of someone that is beginning to transition into retirement, but not as much in that early career. And so that was the group that I was experiencing the highest amount of turnover and decided to implement a mentoring program to see if I could make a difference, increase job satisfaction, and intent to stay. And then for the mentors, I focused on mentor competence and uh, self-efficacy. And so had an opportunity with the support of my unit, the support of my team, to implement that project and did see a positive impact that we've been able to replicate, uh, which is super exciting. That is so great. That is so wonderful. And that's just a perfect example of, of the, all the different types of uh, projects that you will hear about. But I want to know, so we forgot to mention that uh, Amy is a nurse scientist and on the Nursing Research Committee. Uh, Amy, what's some of your some of your projects that you're involved in? Yeah, so um, you know, I started my career at the bedside in the NICU uh, with questions related to practice. Um, as I move forward in my um, career trajectory as a nurse scientist. Um, my work has been focused on preterm infants and thinking about biobehavioral measures to understand uh, some of the stress experience that preterm infants endure as a result of their um, early birth and the care that, that they're requiring. Um, 
as my career has moved along a bit, um, I'm currently at the University of Rhode Island and I'm working on a really interesting sort of pivot in my research in that I have the opportunity to um, be a co-investigator on a longitudinal study um, of adults who were born preterm. They're now in their early 30s. And um, so we're in the midst of the next wave of the study. These folks have been followed while they were, uh, you know, once they were in the NICU, they were re recruited, you know, their parents were recruited. Um, but they were not only seen during that period of their life, they were also followed at um, 12 months, 36 months, four years, eight years, 12 years, 17 years, 23 wow. years, and now at the 30-year mark, um, with a whole host of ways that health has been looked at, health and development over time, um, and in this most recent project, we're looking at allostatic load and epigenetics in these folks um, wow. to understand uh, what what influence uh, prematurity has on one's adult health. And that is really starting to increase in the literature. You know, back in the 70s, 80s, um, a large proportion of infants, you know, didn't survive that period. So back in the 80s, the late 80s was when surfactant um, was first introduced into clinical care. And since that time, um, about 95% of, of infants who are born preterm survive. And now at the um, time period we're in right now, um, there are lots of folks who are born preterm that are reaching adulthood around the globe. The estimate is around 17 million people annually who are born preterm are reaching adulthood. So now thinking about that early life experience and um, thinking about adult health is sort of a, a bit of a shift, but an important area of science to begin thinking about um, because it does look like there are some areas of health um, where there are increased risks. So trying wow, to understand more about that. That's exciting. Yeah. That's definitely... Uh new and upcoming and this, this is what nurses do. This is what we do. This is some of the examples of nursing research in the neonatal world. And yeah, pretty cool. I'm excited. Awesome I'm work. excited to work on that. Yeah. So Stephanie, um, can you tell us a little bit more about your next steps? You, if you have any projects? Sure. Absolutely. Up? So getting the uh, information from the research summit and then my passion for mentorship, I've been able to take that back to my unit and I'm currently mentoring two nurses. So one is focusing on kangaroo care and uh, really getting that going in our unit 
have setting goals? How can we get nurses engaged, families engaged, especially in the time of COVID when we've had some restrictions and had less access at the bedside? How can we make sure we're not losing sight of that? And then another one of the nurses is actually taking the lead on duplicating the mentor program and keeping that going forward with mentors becoming mentors, mentees becoming mentors for others. And so that really is the goal is to take all of this, this collective learning, and how can you move it forward? How can I share um, and take that information that I received and serve others with that information so that it perpetuates and I don't keep it for myself? I love that. I love that. That's I love great. the empowerment. Mm -hmm. Woo! Totally. That's so amazing. Great. I mean, Tiffany, I think that's best. what we sort of embodied with the reformatting of the summit. Right? Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. And I can't wait till we can meet in person. So let's talk, let's talk about when we can meet in person because we will. We will meet in person. <laughs> and, and yes. It will be amazing because it's in Arizona. But we want to have even more time with the mentor groups and the smaller groups. I mean, we want to interact with everyone, but really, you know, having that four to five people in a group and just really talking about your projects and maybe even collaborating for for projects that are, I mean, doing exactly what Stephanie was saying. I mean, just, you know, getting ideas from other people and replicating it in their unit, that, that will be amazing, but you know, we'll have more time. I mean, this virtual summit was, you know, a, a one day, a long day, but it was just one day. But when we get to go to uh, Arizona, I mean, it's, it's a three day event and it's a lot of fun. And it's a lot of community and networking and and me Johnson for all me Johnson <laughs> it's networking amazing. it's it's so awesome i just can't even tell you one thing from the conference that i or the summit that i found was so invaluable is after they had the cards on the table and you could write down recommendations for everybody that was um, presenting their research. So you could have, you know, recommendations, comments, um, questions, and you could take them with you. And I just felt that was so invaluable to hear people say, hey, what I'm doing means something. It's valuable. I felt validated in, in, in doing because as I'll be honest, I was a little intimidated as a staff nurse, bedside nurse presenting with people that, you know, were NPs, DMPs, but, you know, they had so much support and encouraging words for me that it, it just propelled me to want to go further. I want, you know, to continue this project. I want to hopefully publish this. Um, and to have that in writing in front of you just makes you feel like what you're doing is worth it. And, and that is, you know, Obviously, we're doing it for the babies, but sometimes it makes you feel good to know that, you know, it's you that's going to be helping make difference in these little tiny babies' lives. Yeah, the feedback is so important, and we still have that involved in the summit. Um, and I feel like I remember Stephanie saying something about that in our last conversation and how she enjoyed the feedback. Well, um, I'll just say as someone who was a mentor, I'll just throw in also that when when you're thinking about feedback, you know, Jill, you just said something that, that made me think that sometimes it can be hard to receive feedback. You know, we all have to receive feedback on different aspects of things that we work on depending on, you know, what that 
what that type of work is. Um, but sometimes it can be really, it can be hard. Um, but I have found as a mentor that the feedback you're trying to share with others is really to help them grow because you want them to be successful. Um, and so hoping that on the receiving end of that, uh, that is how it's received. That is oh, definitely. really constructive and supportive types of feedback. Well, I'll just throw in there that really resonates with me because if you think about the investment that others made, so first, what's more generous than a gift of your time? So every attendee in the summit gave me their time and their full attention as I presented my project. Then they shared with me the gift of that feedback for me to receive and do with it what I chose. But they were investing in me to try to make sure that I did better and went further. And then they were receptive when I shared that feedback with them. So being invested in by me, Johnson, by supporting the ability for us to get together in this fun and fellowship and share in that way and then willing to support each other through that process to provide that feedback in a safe space with your peers who know exactly what you're talking about who are feeling that same anxiety of having to present maybe for the first time and looking out in that room, for us, looking on Zoom, but it was the same setup where everybody there wanted you to be successful. There wasn't one attendee that didn't want you to do well. And so that automatically lifted you up to a different space to be ready to share your project in a different way. You already felt good on the title slide. So how is this not going to go well for you, right? And so that I can just imagine being on steroids in an in-person environment because I felt all of that coming through my screen on Zoom. Uh, and so I over three days to have that chance to really engage with others and take it to another level, I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, that's so fun. And you know, something that you said that that I just, I love hearing that it's a safe space. So mm, yeah. it really is a formal uh, conference. I mean, it's a formal summit where it's peer reviewed. You um, you have to send in an application. It's it's reviewed, blinded review by uh, the nursing research committee and you're, you know, selected to, to attend. But we really do try to keep it a safe, fun, um, invigorating environment. And I, I don't know if you guys felt that Jill and Stephanie and Amy, when you guys mm -hmm. attended, but you know, we really try the Madiff comes out and we try <laughs> to make it fun. <laughs> it was just missing microphones, like actual physical microphones yeah. in your <laughs> right. hand. Right. Yeah. It was super fun. And Attendees like Stephanie made it even more fun with a lot of her humor that came through, lightheartedness, you know, because because it is it was a little bit different environment, but um, yeah, I think we certainly made it fun. Yeah, the Tiffany quizzes; mm -hmm. those those were where it was at. Oh, I'm bringing those <laughs> quizzes to the to the in person ones too, man. They're get the, the top nursing quizzes and the oh, yeah. random facts. Totally. <laughs> yeah. And the prizes. I mean, I won most, oh, what was it? It was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> I love how you say it was the coolest thing ever, Stephanie. <laughs> it 
was most likely to laugh at Tiff's jokes. That's oh, awesome. that was, yes, that was me. I had that printed on my name badge for work, but they asked me to take it off. Like, they said, you can't put extra things. But I was rocking it until I got caught. Oh, I love that. I'm so happy. Oh, we had so much fun. And we do every year that we have done this. It is just the best. And we're super excited to sort of give you a little sneak peek, a little taster. Keep your eye on the website for Nan for, I'll let you say it, Tiffany. Well, there's an opportunity coming up for if you have a great idea, but you don't have the resources or the mentorship or or you just don't know where to go with it, but you but you want to do a QI or AVP project in your unit, there is going to be an opportunity for a couple of NAN members to um, be able to develop a, a project and attend the research summit and attend the conference and present your information. And you'll be mentored by someone from the nursing research committee. It's going to be fantastic. So we are really, again, wanting to empower uh, nurses, neonatal nurses, nurse practitioners, and especially if you if you are in a unit that maybe doesn't have an academic university right next door, or um, you know maybe you're just not really sure what to do, um, this is perfect for you. We are just we are thrilled, and again, it's going to be a big thank you to Mead Johnson uh, for this opportunity. So we just can't thank them enough for um, really supporting nursing research. I mean. Ah, that's just amazing. Yeah, for babies and families especially. Like, it's just, it's such a great opportunity for us to share all of this and all the love for our babies and nurses. All right, Medif, for all those nurses that have those burning clinical questions that they want to turn into a project, um, how can they go forward with the research summit? When do we expect it to happen? Maybe for the applications? Yeah, great question. So applications usually open in the fall. And so you can expect um, applications for the 2022 NAN Research Summit to be open in the fall and they usually close early December. Uh, and then you're, uh, you hear about if you are able to attend in January, February, and then usually the summit itself is in March. And we are really hoping that 2022 will be in person in Arizona um, and that we can have lots of fun over, you know, three days and enjoy each other's company and, you know, off offhand conversations and meal times and, and all that good stuff. All the warmth of the sun in March. <laughs> all of the things, all of the things. And we haven't, I don't think we've picked a date just yet, but it will be in March. Um, so if you have any questions um, about how to apply for the summit or any questions related to the summit, there is a page on the NAN website. And also feel free to email any one of us. All of us here on this podcast today have attended the summit or have been a part of the summit in some way. So don't be afraid to just reach out, send us an email, um, and ask the questions. Ask those burning questions, as Jill would say. Um, one more thing I want to mention to sort of close out the podcast is we talked a lot about mentoring and I want to just mention the NAN mentoring opportunities that are available um, through my NAN um, as well as a special mentoring portal. 
So I've had the opportunity to work with two um, nurses through the portal that reached out to me. Um, and now I'm meeting with them and helping them with their resumes. But I'm also, you know, having those conversations with them about what are their future goals? What are their career goals? And helping them get there. So if mentoring really hit a good spot in your heart, feel free to uh, explore that more on our NAN website as well. Are you guys also looking for people to be mentors or just mentees so we can contact if we feel that we would, if somebody feels they would be a good mentor, um, have done a lot of research, they can reach out to Nan? Absolutely. And it's not just for research. This is for career guidance, um, any sort of mentorship related to NICU nursing, um, however you want to take your career forward. So any one of us, on this call, on this podcast, should be mentors as well, um, Jill. So, <laughs> thanks and for Stephanie. calling me out. That was stone cold, boy. I'm just like, boom. Submit your application. Yes, you can. <laughs> We're all mentors and mentees. So take Absolutely. advantage of those ap- opportunities. When and they come. you know, we've. I think we've talked about it before. Anybody that's in research, a nurse that's doing, they love to talk about their project. They love to talk about their research. Um, So, you know, don't hesitate to reach out to somebody that you see that's working on something that you might be interested um, in doing on your own unit. Um, You know, there's great networking. There's the NAN forum. That's a great place to reach out to people um, that are working on some research. So, you know, don't don't let fear come in the way of maybe contacting people because everybody, I'm sure, would be dying to talk about their research that they're doing because we work hard and you're just proud of it and you want to help like we said we're here for the babies right so you want to help um people uh, move yeah. forward and you know another resource on the nan website on my nan is if you need um help or instruction on how to write an abstract for the summit um, or for the the conference. So there is on the website there is a resource instruction webinar thing that uh, tells you how to write an abstract and what all is needed for an abstract. And then really, my I know that my contact information is on there. And I've had nurses reach out and say, hey, will you look at my abstract before I submit it? I don't know who they are. And I absolutely love doing that. Um, I have, you know, I have the skills and I love to share that. And I know everyone on the nursing research committee also uh, would love to do that. So please out. We really are here to help. In talking about the abstract, I will say another benefit to attending the summit for me is my abstract was actually accepted in advances in neonatal care and is going to be published, which is super exciting. And so that's just another piece to show that when the summit ends, it doesn't end, that you get those opportunities for it to keep going um, if you're willing to take those opportunities for it to keep going. So I'm super grateful, again, for all of you, all of your support, for me, Johnson, supporting uh, the summit and our education and our growth, but for it to know that it keeps going and that I can continue to access the resources available is is very valuable. That's great. Congratulations. Yes. Congrats, Stephanie. And thank you. Thank you, you and Amy for participating in this wonderful podcast. And I I just wanted to say a quick um, thing related to mentoring. I absolutely love mentoring um, folks. I love supporting growth and development in other people. 
my career path has been anything but linear. You know, I have gone in a lot of different different directions, and so um, so if I could ever be a resource for for a nurse, you know, who's thinking about um, maybe change for themselves and looking to explore things, whatever it is, um, happy to connect with anybody. Thank you, Amy. Well, I think, you know, we've now learned that, you know, research a lot of people think is scary and dry, but NAN makes it very fun and obtainable um, and accessible. And there's so much wealth of knowledge amongst all of the NAN members that are willing to help be mentors, resources, and really, as Amy said, help with your professional development. And that's that's so important to be able to have that um, accessible for you when you're either at any point of your career. Absolutely. So I hope everybody feels empowered after listening to this episode and wants to take those burning questions, as I like to say, and turn them into some form of a research project and hopefully submit for that uh, research summit next year. Yes, please do. We're excited. There is so much to cover within the realm of research and the conversation can't end here. To keep the discussion going, make sure you subscribe to NANCAST so you'll never miss an episode of our research series. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks for your support and letting us into your ears. Have a great day.